There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. HarperCollins presents Her Majesty's Royal Coven by Juno Dawson. Neve, Helena, Elle, and Leone, four lifelong friends who also happen to belong to the oldest coven in the United Kingdom. When oracles predict the genocide of all witches, the women must choose where their allegiances lie, with the coven or with each other. The New York Times called Her Majesty's Royal Coven superb and charming. From best-selling author Juno Dawson comes a brand new fantasy trilogy for fans of a discovery of witches or the craft. Out now in hardback and audiobook, narrated by Nicola Coughlin, star of Bridgerton. Her Majesty's Royal Coven by Juno Dawson. Hello and welcome back to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly Sex and the City podcast where we take the iconic questions of Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. This week, because it's a new season, it's just family. So you're listening to Dirty Martini, Juno Dawson and Dirty Bastard, (laughs) Dylan B. Jones. Welcome back, Dylan. Hi, welcome back. Did you, you know that? Well. Did you know that was coming? Did you? Did you I see didn't. that one coming? As soon as I heard the word "dirty," I was like, "Oh yes, <laughs> I know what's coming." Um, I'm sorry, I made you dirty bastard, not dirty martini. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. It's fitting. Um, yeah, we're back. It's been quite a long break. We we had time. earned that break. We, <laughs> we so, did. So Dylan we and I have been we've been at a clinic in Switzerland recovering from and just like that. Um, <laughs> we needed we needed trauma counselling. We've been presided over by Jonathan Groff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'd forgotten about that. I'm re-triggered. <laughs> oh. I got a bit re-triggered in this episode. Well, we won't get ahead of ourselves, but there's there's a very um, obscure link back to and just like that in this episode, which I wonder if you spotted. Okay, because I I also have a link to make, but um, possibly not the one. I've got a couple of links, so we'll see if there's a couple of Easter eggs, a couple Mm. of deep dive Easter eggs. Oh, I I love an Easter egg. I do love (laughs) an Easter egg. So this week, um, Dylan and I watched season five, episode one, Anchors Away. Anchors Ahoy or Anchors Away? Anchors Away. Anchors Anchors Away, away, yeah. Um, So this was the context for perhaps more weekend fans um season five is not a full season um Mm. in america when it first aired they called it the bonus season um 
this is clearly a lie. The reason it was a short season was because both Cynthia Nixon and Sarah Jessica Parker were on parental leave, um, or as, well, Sarah Jessica Parker, as we will see through this short series, is increasingly obviously pregnant. Um, <laughs> um, they go to some really extravagant lengths to conceal her pregnancy, including ugly autumnal shade roll neck Angora sweaters. Yes, and that's why she's always wearing things that fit tightly at the top and then sort of like slightly absurdly billow out at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That, that Made... chenille roll neck might be my least favourite Carrie Bradshaw I was garment thinking, of all I was time. thinking that with like the three-quarter length trousers <laughs> and the pointy shoes, no. I also can't take her hair seriously in this season. <laughs> there's there's something about like a short curly bob. I think it's because they're always in motion. So <laughs> short curly bobs. And it always reminds me of like Matilda's, like the mum from Matilda. <laughs> or Annie, little orphan Annie. Yeah. It's like a throwback. Little Annie. Um, SJP's first was it SJP's first I ever believe acting it was. role? Yeah. I mean, go. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because it feels petty and shallow to comment on <laughs> the hair, which she miraculously styles under a hand dryer at one point. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if I believe that that was done under the hair dryer. I assure cafe. you it was not. <laughs> that is absolutely I mean, I screamed. I I hollered. I screamed so many times during this episode. There are lots of so what I. the fuck moments. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, the hair. I mean, when it was all curly, I thought it looked quite chic. But when she'd kind of gone for that kind of blowout sort of... Yeah, it was... I don't even know what to compare it to, because it's not Hillary Clinton hair. I was looking for a time period. I was going to... And then I couldn't find one in my head. I was like, is it quite 90s? Is it quite 70s? It's sort of like, what is it? (laughs) I don't know. Just, I I think... Um, I wonder if very quickly SJP regretted getting the hair cut sometimes <laughs> and i know this as somebody who has naturally curly hair the shorter you cut it just the springier it gets <laughs> and so actually when something god this is boring great podcast chat the longer it is the more weight it has so it kind of pulls it down so oh, it kind I see. Of, right. the longer that it kind of manages itself kind of right and so you know when she cut the hair off in season four i quite liked it but um mm. But yeah, no, this is not chic. In fact, it's quite, oh, it's quite <laughs> granny. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is a bit granny. Well, well, I um, mean, we're ahead of ourselves. Already we're, we're in Carrie's yeah. roots. Um, <laughs> let's have a potted synopsis first. Okay, so it's Fleet Week mm-hmm. in New York. And it's a very, there's a fifth character this week. And that character is Manhattan. <gasps> Shocking. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's very that. It's like peak Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, like... This whole episode is really peak. But I'm, I want to talk about... <laughs> I have a TED Talk for later in this episode. Okay. But go forth. <laughs> she loves New York. It's a very dreamy, but also volatile version of New York. It's also a more diverse New York. Mm-hmm. We have not one, not two, but three named people of colour. Wow. Characters. Wow. Um... Well, not named. We have two speaking, three featured, Mm -hmm. um, and two named, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, And yeah, so three of them, four of them, all of them are single. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah. all of them are single. But Miranda is, I thought, really interesting and touching for Miranda this week. She's feeling like sort of FOMO and insecure because she has the baby to deal with, the new baby. And I'm sure a lot of new mothers uh, can identify with that feeling um charlotte is kind of 
sort of getting over her, philosophically getting over um, Trey, mm-hmm. thinking about whether she should sleep with someone. Samantha is just amazing, <laughs> iconic. iconic. Um, <laughs> um, we'll get to that. And Carrie is, I mean, for the first time possibly ever, not much for Carrie this week. Like, what does she do? She just, she just sort of like, you know. I'll tell you around. what she does, Dylan. <laughs> like some sort of woman possessed by a wide-eyed Victorian orphan. <laughs> yeah. She skips around the city smiling at things to herself like some sort of unhinged unhealed child woman so so my (laughs) friend james my friend james always makes fun of me for how much i love london and go on about it and he sent me this episode once as an example of how i am when i'm at my worst he was like this is you when you're at your worst with london (laughs) but then okay so Rewind, rewind. So when I was in my... So so what is Carrie doing this episode? So she's single. (laughs) And one one of actually the themes of this very short eight-episode season is Carrie's loneliness. And and actually, quite on purpose, I think, they keep her single for the whole thing. We're about to arrive at the Jack Berger years. But, Mm. um, But, you know, they keep her single, I think, on possible because I think by this point, everyone knew that we preferred it when Carrie is single. Um, and so I think they chose quite deliberately to explore Carrie's relationship with singledom. Yeah. And I think this episode tackles that. And we see the first doubts of Carrie setting in, which is, does she want to be single forever? And um, I read yeah. a very wonderful piece um, last week from Dolly Alderton. I love Dolly Alderton's advice column in the in the Sunday Times. I know the Sunday uh-huh. Times is transphobic trash, but Dolly Alderton is not, and I love her, and her column is wonderful and very wise. Uh-huh. And um, it was about her, some advice to a woman who feared she was always going to be single because she hadn't had a relationship in five years. And Dolly kind of wrote the modern requiem to this episode, which is... Being single, Dolly wrote, has enabled her to understand herself. And it isn't Mm. about her Carrie Bradshaw relationship with Manhattan. It was about Dolly feels going into her 30s. She knows herself really well. And if she had focused a lot of her energy on a romantic partner, she might not have had such a deep understanding of herself. And I think that's kind of what this season of Sex and the City is trying to do. It's trying to look at Carrie's relationship with herself and her relationship with romantic love and how mm. much she has invested in romantic love. And so it is nice and I applaud them for showing a single woman enjoying being single because the first four seasons have pretty much exclusively revolved around Carrie's quest to find a man. Yeah. And... I remember being in my 20s when I was in Brighton and all my friends were coupled up and I was the weird chaos agent. You know, I would <laughs> I would also embody this and I'd be like, Brighton, Brighton is my boyfriend. You know, You'd be going around the vintage, going around the vintage shops in the lanes. Literally you know. that. Oh God, <laughs> embarrassing. You've read me there because that was literally what I did. Like if I had a Sunday <laughs> when all my friends were off doing like, oh, we're getting to see my boyfriend's family. Um, I would be like, who needs a boyfriend when Brighton <laughs> is your boyfriend? I'm going to 
Snoopers Paradise in the North Lanes. And then I'm going to take myself for an ice cream at Morocco's ice cream parlor on Herve Seafront. Like, like, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, slightly inspired by Carrie. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Was it slightly? But, and what's interesting is a bit like this season. A lot of it was, I was a little bit lonely, but mm. I'll tell you what people were not admitting to in 2008, <laughs> and that was loneliness. Whereas yeah, I think, that's true. I think um, there is a very, especially post-pandemic, there is a very different conversation to be had around loneliness. Um, you can see um, with the, there's, there is a lot of love talk in this episode, particularly in the brunch scene at the beginning. And I thought it was really interesting when Charlotte says the phrase, great love. Yes. You can just, it very briefly cuts to Carrie and you can see her sort of, you can see the cogs, like Charlotte's like planted a seed mm -hmm. and Carrie's like, ooh, great love. Oh, I quite like that idea actually. Mm. Um, even though she poo-poos and then she then like poo-poos Charlotte. <laughs> well, um, I mean, Charlotte does walk right into that <laughs> trap, doesn't she? I mean, I read somewhere in a magazine, you get two great loves. Like, <laughs> and what is it Miranda calls it? Convenient convenient theories for you monthly yeah <laughs> but i also love it like she gives like it's a very like charlotte whiplash moment like she gives samantha great advice she's like you need to stop dwelling on richard and then you need to cut him out of your life mm -hmm. and it's like yes good and then in the next breath she's like because you only get two great <laughs> loves and it's like oh you ruined it <laughs> isn't it interesting um, to see charlotte uh, like not being normal like, because yeah. you know how, and it was, it was noted that her performance and I'm just like, that was quite strange. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Um, <laughs> In the words of Demi Lovato. <laughs> um, well, so it's funny. I, I mean, I, I mean, maybe there was, there was a bit of that sort of starting to creep in a bit slightly more mannered. Um, but we'll come to them in turn. Like, let's stick with Carrie for now. So, yeah, oh. so Carrie, Carrie trips through New York. Um, trots, trots and trips. Trots. Um, the wind machine is out blowing up her skirt and... We've got a Paris connection. She goes to see that Paris, that French film. Oh, it's very much um, being foreshadowed at, the, uh, foreshadowed at this point, isn't it? I yeah. think by this point they knew where it was going to end up. And I looked so, up that French film and I don't think it, it exists. Two for joy. Joy for two, for one. For one. <laughs> yeah, I googled it and it didn't exist. Just... Uh, it doesn't exist. Just madness, uh, madness. Just you just it's what you don't. Oh, actually, you do see it with the man she gets trapped under the awning with, is the real people of New York just, just not having like, her bullshit. Just like what the fuck? I loved that scene so much when she's like, um, "Just kidding, I do want to get married," and he's like, "Fucking hell!" Like, who is this absolute nutter? Um, I like to imagine he's a gay guy as well, and yeah. he's just he's come from he's come from his chill out. And he has to get to work after a three-day meth weekend. And and then he is trapped with a mad woman going Who's saying, I love, I love the way the rain smells. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. She is she, I mean, she is in the pantheon of manic pixie dream girls. I think yeah. if if we were to kind of draw that, you know, that she is there is it's like her, like, Zooey Deschanel, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, maybe Drew Barrymore. 
Yeah, Cameron Diaz in lots of films as well. Yeah, true. Yeah, but I mean, just again, I lo- what was it? I love this. I love the smell of the earth after rain. What? I mean, that's right there on Manic Pixie Dream Girl one hundred and one. <laughs> right there with kind of. And like... then she says the unpredictable weather is all part of the fun, and it's like. Oh, no, it's not, as you're about to find out, Carrie. <laughs> but, so this is the point where she realises that possibly being in a romantic relationship with a city is <laughs> not ideal <laughs> because it's not a person. Um, <laughs> although she just tried, she... So we have lots of personification in this episode. If, if you are doing your Key Stage 2 English right now, personification <laughs> is when Thank you, you is when you apply human traits to non-human things mm. and Carrie is doing a lot of that with Manhattan because she goes to pains to explain how you know New York can be wildly romantic and fun but also it's unpredictable and it can be grueling yeah. um, and then and she everything's, meets everything's sorry, like a man it can be like like a man, New Yorkers, mm. or like a man, Manhattaners. Oh, it's like um, a poem. Yeah. In fact, it's like a key stage two poem. Um, <laughs> and then she meets my favourite character from all six seasons of Sex and the City, who is the lithium ice cream lady. Yes. Love her. Oh, I love this. I love I this. <laughs> Marty. Just... Is it Marty? Marty. 1982. Marty. I used to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, I mean... But the thing is, so now, whereas in 2002, um, Ice Cream Lithium Lady was a cautionary tale for single mm. women. I find her aspirational now. Yes, I <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm just like, God, you know, if Max dies prematurely, thrilled with that. That's what you'll be doing. Get my lithium, um, get my ice cream, plague the staff of an ice cream, <laughs> what is it, a matzo ball shop. Just like, they know me here. <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, I bet they do. So, so Carrie meets, yeah, so she's an eccentric older lady who Carrie meets in a in a cafe while they're sheltering from the rain. And yeah, like we've just said, she's supposed to be. But, it, but doesn't that say so much, though, that now about how the world's changed, that she was a warning, and now she's a mood? <laughs> <laughs> like, I fully aspire. I suspect the actress is probably one of those kind of like, well-known faces of perhaps like the 60s She's called Sylvia Miles. Do we know who she is? Shall we do a Google? Do you know what? I wondered about Googling her because I did wonder if she was like maybe an iconic old comedian or something. Oh, yeah. She's been nominate, nominated for two Oscars. Oh, wow. Born in 1924. She died in 2019. Sylvia Miles. Shout out to Sylvia Miles. She was in Midnight Cowboy. I love her. She, I love her. I love this. Do you know what? She reminds me slightly of my grandma who lives in Boston. Like my grandma. Oh wow! Is quite, oh amazing! Quite that vibe, yeah. Um, oh my god, I'm obsessed with this woman. She began her career in 1947. She was in the Dick Van Dyke show pilot, so she was recast. Wow. Um, she was in Midnight Cowboy. She played Meryl Streep's mother in She Devil. Oh my goodness, this woman is amazing. We bow down to you, Sylvia Miles. <laughs> Sylvia Miles. Rest in peace. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. In a New York restaurant in 1973, Miles publicly dumped a plate of food onto critic John Simon's head for his negative comments about her in a review of a play she starred in. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> love, love her. Um, so she's she's fan favourite. Um 
And then by the end, so yeah, by the end, Carrie slur dances with a very beautiful um, man who I believe is called Louis. Yes. Yep. And uh, played by Daniel Sanjata from the Double Wears, James Holt from the Double Wears Prada. <gasps> That's where I know mm. him from. Yes, what a beautiful man. You know these beautiful men that Carrie just never ended up with. He's also, I think, uh, he's also, I think, Carrie's only ever person of color romance love interest. I think. Yeah. Um, also, did you notice the? There's an Easter egg here with his character, Louis from Louisiana. She refers to him as. Oh wow! And, Not Louise from St. Louis. And then Louis. we have Louise from St. Louis, very similar. But I don't know mm. if that counts as an Easter egg. I think it maybe it's just lazy writing. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we already done this joke? <laughs> yeah. And also, is it do it again? Is it a joke? <laughs> like, what, mm. what is it? Um, and she has a slow dance with him. He's very sort of polite and gentlemanly. Yeah. Um, and then she dumps him because he says he doesn't <laughs> like New York. <laughs> With the slightly cringe and possibly a little bit, yeah, ain't, a little bit using African American vernacular ain't nobody, that she can't have anyone talking shit about her boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, when she said "ain't nobody," I was like, "Oh, don't, don't do that." Different, different time, Dylan. Different time. <laughs> she was talking about get our gold last year. Oh. So I mean, this is a woman who refers to get our gold. So I just find it course. unspeakably. Very occasionally, like I'll be around a white person who does that, like tries to do that, like talk, and I'm just like, oh no, no. I want to. I want oh, the ground to tricky. swallow me up. <laughs> I mean, God, there's a, there's a whole other podcast entirely, but. The, the sort of the, the circle of life with sort of cultural awareness, cultural appreciation, cultural appropriation, the kind of the circle of life which led from Paris's burning and the ballroom circuit in New York, how that's filtered down to white drag queens, how it's come mm, through white yeah, drag queens to white women and white gay men. And, and you know, these things do, and, and you sort of, the, the, there is sort of a point where you do have to have that kind of cultural reckoning about, you know, is there a difference between somebody who recognizes the way that we have acquired language from, you know, black LGBTQ people in the 80s and 90s, mm. and somebody who's just like thinks it's fine to go around saying, ain't nobody talking shit about my boyfriend. <laughs> and you're kind of like, like I'm not sure. I just find it apart from mm. I mean, apart from anything else, I just find it unbearably cringe. Cringe. <laughs> like, it's so, so cringe. cringe. Um mm. Should we have a break? I think we should. Yeah. Because I hate you. Hi, <laughs> yeah. I love you. <laughs> okay, let's take a little break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Miranda, Samantha and Charlotte and Boone. Yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, 
a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. This week, Dylan and I have been discussing Season 5, Episode 1, Anchors Away. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to... I think we should talk about Miranda, because you're right. Her story... Actually, in many ways, this is her episode, I think. Yeah, like she, because when I was thinking about, because I always think about what I'm going to say for the Potted Synopsis when I'm watching mm-hmm. it, and I was like, I know what I'm going to say about Miranda, but I'm not really sure what I'm going to say about the other three, because like, Miranda's got like a serious grounded storyline, yeah. and the other three are just sort of like running around town. <laughs> Flash, flashing boobs. Flashing boobs, yeah. Flashing boobs. I mean, but I'm glad I'm glad Miranda is at the centre of this story because she has been through something truly, truly life-changing. And there must have been lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of conversations about whether or not to bring a baby into the group because then... It's a bit like bringing a pet into a TV show. What the fuck do you do with it? Yeah. You know, once it's there, you know, it, you know, you can't you know, expect Miranda to be out for brunch five days a week with her girlfriends when she has a three-week-old baby. Um, and, I, and I find that often when babies get brought into TV shows, the baby sort of is there for, like, a couple of episodes and then, like, disappears. And... Oh, hello, Ross and Rachel's baby in Friends. Yeah, and, yeah, and you're like, <laughs> like, wait a minute. Who was looking after that child? Where's yeah. the baby? And also, um, I mean, we can get into this, but... That reminds me, like, not to in in any way invalidate Miranda's struggle with motherhood. But mm-hmm. I didn't, I did realise, like, at the beginning, I was like, okay, so she's got Lena, the baby nurse, she's got Magda, and she's got Steve. Mm-hmm. So she does mm-hmm. have it a lot easier than a lot of single mums. Um, yeah, I mean, and but it's not briefly... like it's not like the 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 baby Olympics. Like, we don't have to like, com- do you know what I mean? Oh, like, it's not a competition. No. But. Although in the end they acknowledge this in Sex and the City 2, mm. a film which doesn't exist, remember, <laughs> but if it did exist, I imagine there would be a scene where Charlotte and Miranda discuss how difficult being a mother is, yeah. while also acknowledging they both have full-time paid for help. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, let's just briefly talk about Lena, the baby nurse. <laughs> Amazing. Her reaction to a cat getting a bit of scab like waving her hands is around. the most shall we do i mean again if only this was a visual medium maybe we need to take pictures for instagram but i would describe it as this 
<laughs> yeah. Like, clearly they were not paying that woman to speak because you have to pay speaking characters more. Yeah. You do have you have to pay speaking a voice actors more. But um Also, is this the yeah. only time we see her? Like I don't I'd forgotten that she was that there was a baby nurse, to be honest. Um, I think it might be. Obviously, increasingly, Magda kind of becomes cleaner slash nanny slash therapist, yeah, yeah. kind of. Um, yeah, but I, I thought, and it's interesting, um, you know, a, a couple of friends of mine, a couple of really good friends of mine have just had babies, um, both women with partners, but both work full time at the mm. moment. Everybody's on parental leave. And what's interesting is they are exactly the kind of mother that I would be, mm. which is have made a commitment to keeping their life because we love our life. Yeah. While at the same time acknowledging a baby changes everything. Yeah. And and how do you how do you reckon with that? When you really, really love the life you have created for yourself and you really want a baby. How do you make it work? And and it's really interesting watching my friends figure that out. I don't envy them because it looks like extraordinarily hard work. Mm. But um, yeah, I think I think that's the, I think Miranda speaks to me on that level about you're right. It is a kind of a farmer, but the scene where Carrie swings by for about three minutes um, <laughs> with Pano Chocolat. <laughs> Pano chocolat. Pano chocolat. It's a fucking chocolate croissant curry. You can get them anywhere. Chill out. Um, and yeah, like um, I felt like like Cynthia Nixon as always amazing. Like mm -hmm. I thought she, I was so kind of touched by it because she did it in a way, and the script did it in a way that we can all sort of identify with. Like I think we've all had moments of sort of well, yeah, like I said earlier, like essentially FOMO. Um, mm. And she portrayed that kind of like anxiety and like frustration really well. And she was just kind of, um, and at brunch as well, when she said nothing has to change, like, and she was mm. really desperate to let them all know. And I just, yeah, I found it quite um, heartbreaking is a bit strong, but I found it very touching. And as well, it's, I mean, it says a lot culturally about the way that once the woman is a mother, that's all she will ever be ever again. Mm. You know, we, you know, even when we go back to sort of like, pagan belief of millions of years that you know you have the sort of the 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 maiden the mother and the crone are like the three ages of woman kind of and you know i can see why anybody would resent that that, that everything you are becomes sort of reduced to one word which is mother and carrie does say miranda you're a mother don't worry i won't tell anyone mm. which is sweet in a way but at the same time, you can see why Miranda would be desperate for things to be normal. And I mean, on one hand, it's kind of wild that Carrie's coming over to what was it witter about? Oh, her two great love hypothesis with Pano Chocolat. And, you know, clearly Miranda is really struggling. Brady won't breastfeed. And Carrie's wanging on about, oh, her, about herself. Of course, she's also, wanging on about herself. Also, Carrie should have stayed. Like, Miranda mm. clearly wanted her to stay. But Carrie was like, no, I'm going to go out and run trot around by myself and, like, go to the Guggenheim and just leave you alone. But then, but the thing is, so I was, my initial reaction was to slag off Carrie for just <laughs> being a self-involved madam. But a couple of weeks ago, and I hope, my friend won't mind me sharing this. I went to a concert with one of my friends who's just had a baby. And, and 
I'd never, I met their baby for the first time. So, so cute. So adorable. But at the same time, I didn't just want to be like, tell me about your breasts. Mm. Tell me about the sleeping patterns. Where did you get this cute baby garment? Because I was trying to signal to my friend, I still see you. Yeah. I'm, you know, I don't just now see you as kind of like, as like livestock kind yeah. of. You know, I want to talk about the band we're going to go see. I want to talk mm. about you know, all the other gossip, what have you been watching on TV? Mm. What are you reading? So I, I was, so it, as I wonder if that's what Carrie is trying to do in that situation. If Carrie is aware that, that Samantha kind of shut her out. So she, maybe on this occasion, Carrie's MO was to go around and be kind of like, I'm going to treat Miranda as if things are still the same. Yeah. And she did say, she was like, you know, I'm just talking like, and you don't have to, yeah, that was actually quite good when she was like, you don't have to say anything back. Like, I'm just talking, like, don't mm. feel any, she, she didn't say this, but the implication was like, don't feel any pressure. Like, um, mm. which, yeah, that is good, actually, to be fair to, to um, Caroline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we we liked Miranda. Although it's interesting that she referred to Steve as not an earth shaker. Yeah, quite mean. <laughs> quite quite mean, but also, you know, Che Diaz was. Yeah. And maybe so maybe there was, maybe there was always something missing with Steve and Miranda. And it's only now we're starting to understand possibly what that might have been. Although obviously over the course of this season, is it's really when Miranda's feelings towards Steve will change. Mm. Um quite significantly um i enjoyed um with the incident with the um was it the the bit of the umbilical cord that was left yeah. on the baby i really mm -hmm. for some reason enjoyed the voice the voiceover because it was so stupid when it cut from fleet week to um that and the voiceover was yeah. meanwhile another woman found herself in a confusing naval situation <laughs> i mean just, a reach a reach just so but well done well done everyone <laughs> yeah. um shall we talk about rat samantha and richard right yes. because that is <laughs> iconic in a different way the carry on ma'am yeah. is is one of those moments i think everybody would remember as being like peak sex in the city yeah kind of because it's just moran like while Miranda is dealing with the very real issue of how not to lose yourself in becoming a first-time mother, Samantha is papering a neighbourhood <laughs> and referring to, this man ate another woman's pussy and told me he loved me. Like, sure. Yeah. Carry on, ma'am. The police officer who says that is Chandra Wilson, who plays Dr. Bailey in Grey's Anatomy alongside Sarah Ramirez. Oh, yeah. wow, the extended the, multiverse, the multiverse of madness. <laughs> mm. I'm not sure where Seema fits into it all, but I'm sure she's in that. I'm sure she guessed. The, 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 the Homeland Grey's Anatomy. I'm sure someone from Homeland guest starred in Grey's Anatomy at some point. It, it's, run, it's been running mm. for about 100 years. So. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, absolutely. I imagine all of them, because Cynthia Nixon has definitely been in Grey's Anatomy. I've seen that episode. Oh, so really? She's a coma patient, I think, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Um, but yeah. Oh, she in ER. <laughs> Hang on. Cynthia Nixon was in one of them. Oh, okay. Maybe it was ER. Oh, well, um, I love when Samantha's like going to see another, just another ridiculous line. When Samantha's like champing at the bit to go and see the sailors, and Carrie's mm. like, hold on there, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. No, it was, and again, oh, 
Kim Cattrall, so good. The outfit when she storms so into Sushi Samba, amazing. Mm, with the super, super straightened yes. hair, with the wind in the hair. So, so noughties, like just so mm. amazing, like loads of gold and like muted tones. And then of course, throwing the drink in Richard's face and saying, mm. dirty martini. I have dirty bastard. Dirty bastard. <laughs> and cut to Carrie saying, I have always wanted to do that. Yes. Oh, haven't we all? Haven't we well, all I was gonna wanted ask to do you, that? I was going to ask you, have you ever done it? Throwing a drink no, in face? No, because I'm sane. <laughs> um, although I had, um, again, a couple of friends, different friends, both both gay men, once had a bit of a tete-a-tete in a pub years and years and years ago where one of my friends accused my friend my other friend of bringing trade to the bar like he said oh is this your trade oh my god and my friend didn't hurl a drink in his face but did slap his drink out of his hand <laughs> like this that's amazing <laughs> yeah that's um god one day that will appear in a script that i have written yeah i um the, yeah the only example i can think of of it happening was um my friend hannah lou who is an amazing drag queen who lives in new york shout out to hannah um, she was visiting and we were just having pre-drinks and my friend Cheska was over and Cheska was <laughs> like chatting to Hannah um, and Cheska was like, uh, and Hannah was like drinking out of a martini glass and Cheska was like, wouldn't it be so, imagine if you just like threw that in my face and then she did <laughs> and we were all wow we were all so for a minute i looked at jessica and i was like oh my god i can't believe she just did that but it was so ridiculous that everyone just burst out laughing <laughs> um, so yeah wow impulse control yeah. look it up look her up yeah Whew. um yeah i you know I had little tolerance for Richard Wright in season four. Mm. Post the sushi eating. Yeah. No. But but then sometimes that does happen. I took back a man once who had not cheated on me, but he'd been sending thousands of messages to men on the apps, kind mm. of. And, and I still kind of agreed to kind of give that one another go. Mm. Stupid bitch. <laughs> I wish I hadn't now. <laughs> it didn't end well. Um, but, oh well, oh well. But, you know, you can't blame yourself. Like, you just, sometimes you just, you just do. Like, you just can't resist giving it another go for whatever reason. Well, because, yeah, because you feel like you are in love. Yeah. You sort of feel like, yeah, gosh, and maybe as well, I, I mean, I don't know how many chances is too many chances. Maybe everybody deserves a second chance, mm. possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and last of all, Charlotte, who doesn't really do a lot. She changes the name on her front door and shows a sailor a boot. <laughs> Which buys her a good another three months in, uh, in Charlotte's view. Mm. Um, I love the little Anthony cameo that we get. Yes. Um, so good when because at this stage Anthony still feels really fresh. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it it all works. Um, when he's like, "When did you last have a gym?" Ten thirty in the gym this morning. Ten thirty. Oh wow! And then it's just it just made me laugh like so unprovoked when she talks about like Carrie. She's like, "Oh, we should go and see that French film that Carrie saw," and Anthony's like, "Fuck the French! Like I need to spend an afternoon looking at that drippy shit." <laughs> it's like <laughs> just kind of so like okay, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. I did really not enjoy Charlotte's Burberry hat. 
Oh no, awful. Yeah. What was what was the purpose of that hat? Yeah, it was awful. I don't <laughs> And the word like the sailor was checking you out. Was he? Or was he repulsed by the hat? Diff- difficult to say. Oh, we haven't answered Carrie's question. Yeah, I was just thinking that. What is it? It is. It's have we missed the bow when it comes to being single or something? Carefree, carefree single girls. Have we missed the bow? Have we missed the bow? Um it's an interesting question that doesn't really have an awful lot to do with the episode. <laughs> um, I'm trying to work out if if there is if there is even an answer, because I think amazing Sylvia Miles shows you can be carefree and single mm. for your whole life. And I must admit, I just I, I realize I'm saying this from my lofty position as a married woman, mm. but. I'm not here to elevate being single or being attached over over anything else. You know, I think, and we've said this before, there are as many benefits to being single as there are to being in a relationship. Yeah. I think, and I think I've seen too many, particularly women, I've seen too many women stay in really toxic relationships out of sheer fear of being single like the great unknown of being single mm. and actually the great unknown in itself is exciting and adventurous mm. um, and full of opportunity and that's you know as, as has been said a gazillion times perhaps the greatest failing of sex in the city is that it resolved with all four of them being attached yeah yeah i mean yeah. that was a, a big fail for sure yeah um yeah, I was thinking about it as well. I think, have we missed the boat? It's weird. I thought it it was weird to me that Carrie was saying it because none of them have missed the boat. Like, they've been on the boat no. for, like, quite a while. Um, so it could be that you're on the boat for a bit and have a great time and then it comes into, like, a lovely scenic port. <laughs> and that's your and that's your Like a cruise. Yeah. Like, like a delightful cruise. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I think, I think like what you said is the most important thing to remember which is we're not here to you know single or or not single it shouldn't make a difference really they're just different they're not one's not better than the other i mean is she saying is this of the hidden question within the question that there's something unseemly about being single in your 30s or 40s Mm. whereas being single in your 20s is almost ideal isn't it and i've said that i've said that recently to some younger friends which is young hearts run free (laughs) you know kind of you use your 20s to have your adventures you know kind of go out and sow your wild oats yeah so i wonder if that's what she's saying which is basically are we now too old to be single Mm. given that when fleet street rolls in i mean there is a suggestion that in fleet street's past you know they were running around times square looking for sailors to shag yeah which I think is great. Why don't we have Fleet Week? Maybe we should just go down to Portsmouth and just fuck a sailor. I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't um, be the same <laughs> in Portsmouth. Um, well, what gives you that impression? I don't know. No shade, um, no shade to um to Portsmouth. <laughs> no, I, there's a, an amazing designer outlet village amazing. called Gunky Wharf. I love Portsmouth. You can go up the tower thing and see the view. And that's cute as well. I really wanted to go um, to that party at the end. That was amazing. I was like, it does look fun, yeah. Yeah, I want to be at that party. I mean, monkeypox super spreader <laughs> event for sure, but um, it does look really fun. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, and, and, and uh, I, I think I want to say sort of emphatically that being single can be a really magical thing. Yeah. Uh, at any age, Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. Um, she's not started moaning yet. I think we've got another three episodes before she starts talking about her palpable loneliness. Oh. So let's hang on in there. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, in the meantime... Um, keep watching. Do buy my book. So my book is out. My my book is nearly out, Dylan. Amazing. After two years, Her Majesty's Royal Coven is almost with us. Thank you to everyone who has pre-ordered. Release date in the UK is July 21st. And if you are listening from America, Her Majesty's Royal Coven is already out. The Barnes and Noble Book of the Month. Thank you very much. Wow. Um, I, I know. I know. I'm legit now. Um, <laughs> And yeah, do look out for it as well. If you're listening to this live, um, look out for my upcoming book tour as well. It'd be really, really lovely to meet some podcast listeners. Mm. Um, I'm going all around the UK. So do keep your eyes peeled on our social media for the tour dates as well. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe. And we will see you next week where we take on Steve Brady's Catholic guilt <laughs> in original sin. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> um, this season is is funny to me. I like it. Season five. Yeah, I mean, and as well, also so short. You know, it's not going to outstay its welcome. Yeah, so, unlike yeah. <laughs> some seasons I can think of. Season four. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God, season four was endless. But yes, a, a little... And I think it's an issue... Oh, I, did, I never gave my TED talk. I'll save it for next week. Oh, I will okay. save. I'll save my TED... Because actually... Spoiler alert, Original Sin's not an episode anybody is going to remember. Oh, uh, right. So I'm going to save my li- my little TED Talk about why season five is the beginning of the end. Oh, interesting. You can look, look forward to that. There you go. Okay. Right. Okay, until next week. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.